It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to episode 398 of the Back Row Morning Show. I know, right? A part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm a husband, a father of three, a Green Lantern fan, and a Funko Pop collector. And I'm Mo, shorter, louder, smarter, and all around better than absolutely no one. I'm a wife, mom, elementary librarian, and seeker of truth, except when it comes to reality TV. Today on the show, three (laughs) kinds of forgiveness. (laughs) Also on the show, our Discord will debate about a topic about math. You added an extra about. Oh, they'll debate a topic (laughs) about math. (laughs) But first, today is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It is National Acorn Squash Day. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. It's National Neither Snow Nor Rain Day. Now, that is to celebrate the resilience of our mail carriers, except around here, because here... Whenever there's a whole lot of rain, they like, and we ain't getting out there. I mean, but here's the thing. <laughs> Clovis needs to put in a drainage system, and then maybe they would. <laughs> what is that? A light fog? Nah, you're waiting until tomorrow to get your catalog. I just, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, everybody makes a big stink about the water shortage and this and that, which I get. It's a, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but you know, if we put in a drainage system, that could actually help with a bit of the issues that water shortage does bring on. Not only that, but our town wouldn't flood when it rains two inches. <laughs> <laughs> it really does flood really easily. Yeah. And yet never super high. Like it only gets to a certain level. But just enough to where you're like, man, I can't trust my car out in that. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I found out my uh, the car that I bought um, a couple years ago doesn't have its um, splash guard. Oh yes. I found that out when my power steering went out while I was driving in the middle of a road because it splashed my. serpentine belt and the serpentine belt started hydroplaning on the things instead of actually turning. I bet that was fun. That's very strange though, considering, you know, who you bought it from and where they lived prior, you would think that, I mean, they got a lot of rain there. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Maybe it caught something when they were driving maybe, here. Who knows? Maybe. That's Ripped a good off. possibility. But either way, I'm going to have to get it fixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, most, most mailmen and male women. Male persons. It's also National Salami Day. Okay. I like salami. I don't have. I don't mean. I don't like it, but I don't have a problem with it existing. So. I love salami. <laughs> like there are several it. things Those I don't want to holidays. exist. Like okra, I don't want that to exist. Ew. You know what? We agree there. Yes, okra thank is you. like you're fried like the first person. Snot. Yeah. It's disgusting. You're like the first person who agrees with me. But on here's that. the thing. Okay. <laughs> Being from the South, and especially being from the Southeast, okra <laughs> is like a staple. Yeah. And so to say that okra is nasty, 
Sacrilege. Yeah, exactly. Heresy of I the might highest as well order. Just go ahead and get my own KY's, casket. KY Redhead's on our team, too. The only one at her house who hates okra. See? I'm telling you. Pedro loves the stuff. <gasps> okay, Fried, so I, pickled, whatever you got. She's ready for it. So I will say I have had okra. What is it? Dehydrated? Huh? Dehydrated. Dehydrated huh? okra. You know, like You okra, said the same word three times. <laughs> I was processing in my head to make sure that it was correct. Dehydrated. 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 <laughs> dehydrated. Hydrated. Rehydrated. No. Um, Flash frozen. Uh, Space frozen. Uh, so it's like okra chips. You know how they do like banana chips? Mm, okay. Or apple chips. Okay. Uh-huh. It's like. Wouldn't okra. those still be fried? No. No. Are banana chips not fried? No. You put them in a dehydrator. Oh, okay. Not in a fryer. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. I'm on, I'm on the trolley. I'm, Are I'm, you? I'm, I'm on the stick here. I get it. Taking up the caboose, I think. Cause you... <laughs> Why? Because I'm fat? <laughs> No, because if you were taking up the caboose and you were fat, then the whole thing would just go. Taking up the who, the whole caboose. <laughs> when you sit around the caboose, you sit around the caboose. That's what you Mo's are like. the caboose. I love, I love it when Mo sets me up for that joke because oh she hates it. I do, I do hate it. I absolutely hate it. Oh man. Anyway. Dehydrated okra is pretty good. That's nah. all I was going to say. It's nah. the only way that I will ever eat okra. Nah. All right. Those are all the holidays. Nah. It had nothing to do with okra <laughs> at all. Nothing. How did we? Yeah. I guess it was my fault. Salami and acorn squash. I think I did that. And male people. Well, once a week. <laughs> once a week. <laughs> okay. I almost said male men and women men instead of male women in my mind. I was going to say it backwards. Male, but wouldn't male that be... and women men. But wouldn't that be <laughs> male, 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 and male, male, female? Something like that. <laughs> hey, everybody on Discord. Uh, <laughs> we uh, Once a week, we like to open up our Discord, backrowdiscord.com. And for some of our backrow buds to argue some of the internet's favorite arguments, this one might not be as as prevalent as some of our other ones have been, but it's it's an interesting one to me. And one that when I thought about it, I kind of was surprised with my opinion on it. Because it's the first time I've thought about it. Is it, the question here it is, is it really necessary today, like these years, to require students to learn anything beyond basic math? Yes. Like the four main Whoa. equations. <laughs> Mo didn't know I had unmuted everybody. No, I got it. All of a sudden, really loud yes in my ear. I was still just Jesus talking. I, right, yes. I was still trying to process and figure out my answer, and I hear yes, and I'm like, Lord, you sound a lot more feminine than I thought. All right. Was that KY that was speaking? It was. All right. Well, yes. since you spoke up first, why don't you give me your opinion? In full. Okay, so she did that purposely. I feel very <laughs> passionately about that. Obviously. Um, so, as an educator uh, myself, we um, we homeschool. Full disclosure, and we do what's called classical education. And so we we cover a lot of so topics like Bach, that Mozart, maybe wouldn't Beethoven. use in like a you know everyday typical life as as we would describe it. 
And um, the topic <laughs> studying upper level math came up with the founder of the program we use. And she said, it's kind of like when you're on a, a, a sports team, uh, like a football team, for example, and you would go in and you would lift weights and you would um, do squats and do all sorts of things. And you wouldn't normally need to lift that type of weight in a football game. You wouldn't need to lift that type of weight in your normal life, but training your body to use itself that way helps you better able to perform in the areas you do need to use your body. And so learning subjects like math that are outside of the normal purview of your regular life usage, like balancing a checkbook, is a way to get your brain able to do many more things than it would have been able to if it hadn't been stretched. Okay, so you're, so you're, first of all, first of all, I'm upset that you completely ignored my jokes about what a classical education was. Oh, I didn't hear them. Please tell me your Because I mentioned Beethoven, Bach, Mozart. Oh, yeah, no, we totally cover that, too. They really do. KY, do you do CC? Thank you, Oreo. We do, yeah. Okay. And if we were to ever homeschool again, we would go that route. Because it really does tie in everything that people tend to think is worth nothing. And I can yeah, exactly. see... exactly. And we, we're hitting that in high school now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see KY's argument. However, I just want for it to be taken into account the face that both of us made <laughs> as we were sitting here processing everything that she said, because clearly we don't use that part of our brain. <laughs> no. So well, I think the big difference is like thinking in terms of like the gap in as far as like growing up, I was public schooled. And so we didn't spend a lot of time on here's how to do your taxes. Here's how to balance your checkbook. My mom taught me that stuff. And so like, I would love that in any education. Like we need to know how to do all those daily life things. Like how do you balance a budget in okay. reality? Not just a the, lifestyle. So class. I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah, lifestyle stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't disagree with that, but I also don't see that as just specifically math. I see those as specific skills for a specific set of tasks, like balancing a budget, balancing a checkbook. Those can be separate lessons in and of themselves, not necessarily tied to like having to learn algebra, calculus, you know, trigonometry, all these kind of things. You know what I'm saying? Because that's still at its core, basic math. I hear what you're saying. Well, but I did have to calculate the the volume of the drawers in my dresser and my husband's dresser in order to find out that he actually had more storage space than me, so we had to switch dressers. <laughs> See. Yeah, that seemed that seemed super important. Um, uh, it was <laughs> really important. It was a huge difference. I'm honestly very curious now because I have the dresser and Chris has the chest of drawers, and there's more yes. there's more drawers in my dresser than Chris's chest of drawers, but his drawers are slightly deeper. And so it I was wonder. Shocking the difference. I would never deeper? have guessed that his was bigger <laughs> capacity than mine was. So interesting. All right, Oriel, let's <laughs> let's jump to to you. If you're still there. So I'm here. <laughs> I was just muted. Okay. So, as someone who loves math and who actually took calculus in high school and everything like that. Um, I'm a math nerd, but yeah, I think math 
outside of just the basic stuff is definitely helpful. It makes you think outside the box. It doesn't, it, uh, it helps your critical thinking because, and also it helps. I've learned probability stuff. I mean, we did the whole lesson on probability with gaming and things like that when I was in high school. And you're really making me think back a while now to high school and <laughs> everything I've used. We're old. From. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. no, I think that it's a good idea to still learn all of this stuff, even though we have calculators essentially in our pockets, even though we were told in school, you won't have a calculator always with you. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Don't use your calculators. You're not going to have a calculator when you're building a deck and you need to figure out the dimensions. Yep. You're really going to go grab your calculator? Well, no, yeah, I'm going to grab much, my phone. Very much yes. well, yeah. I mean, right there, Matt, you gave a perfect example for why you need to have math outside of the base stuff is I don't think so. if you're well, build a deck. No, I understand. Matt has a father-in-law. But no, well that is true. <laughs> that is true. But I'm saying there are there I are there free. are apps, there are all kinds of free programs that figure all this stuff out for you, even like the dimensions of your drawer and all that kind of stuff. That stuff can be done relatively easy, relatively quickly, much easier than spending years well, trying to memorize we, all this stuff. But what if we have an EM pulse and it knocks out all the electronics? Well, at that point, you die. I mean, that point, well, what's the I point mean, of living? Have, <laughs> you I take mean, your own life robot, and you get I mean, on the with robot can take over. <laughs> exactly. And then well, hold on. How are you going to figure if nobody, out? If nobody knows the math, then there ain't going to be no robots because nobody's going to be able to build one, right? <laughs> I could save humanity by not teaching this next generation math. <laughs> All right, Megara, what are your thoughts? So I hate math. Yes. Um, and I never took anything remotely. I stopped at trig. Uh, so I ain't none of you highfalutin calculus people. <laughs> I would say that I think the benefit that everyone is overlooking for math is that it teaches critical th Critical thinking. Oh, you cut out, the Meg. There you go. Critical thinking. You're, you're looking at the problems you're trying to solve how the best way to solve those problems are and especially in something like math where there are multiple equations you can use to solve different things it really does help you think outside the box and think about those things and as exactly. a teacher, i can tell you that critical thinking is dearly needed so i don't think you need calculus because i'm doing just fine all right <laughs> For, uh, trigonometry we can stop there and i feel like that was a jab at me and, and Meg, <laughs> what is your profession again I'm a teacher. I <laughs> hey, she's a former English teacher. So I'm a former English teacher. Not... What did I just walk in on? <laughs> Hi, Lark. Hi, Lark. Welcome to the party. Hold on. There are rules, Lark. Whose show is this? Who makes the rules? <laughs> Only Mo. It's entirely Mo. <laughs> you may speak. So what the question—the question is: In today's time, is there any reason? to uh, actually require students to learn anything beyond basic math. Yes. Why? So, do you want the long rant or the short rant? How long is the long rant? Short. Like, yes. short. We need the short one. 
Okay, sure. So, <laughs> math classes teach you how to think, like Meg was saying. It's the constant, like, it, do you, like, does everyone need calculus? I, I gained a lot from taking calculus. But that doesn't mean everyone needs it. You, getting a little bit beyond basic math forces you to examine concepts that are going to require you to use a lot of different parts of your brain. It helps you to figure out how to think and how to conquer complicated problems. Like, am I going to constantly use trig in my everyday life? No. But the fact that I learned it forced me to be using my brain in different ways, and I still use my brain in those ways today. Just being a human in 2020 helped me to learn how to conquer bad, big problems. Here's here's what I'm hearing from everybody on the pro-math side. Okay. It's... <laughs> You probably won't need to use it, but it'll help you think better other times. Like it's, we're going to stretch your brain out in case one day you might have to use it to save the planet, but that probably won't ever happen. But still. <laughs> Thank That's you for that follow. Husband. What? That's my husband. <laughs> your husband just followed? <laughs> I sure hope it's your husband. Otherwise, it's going to be an awkward visit. Uh, <laughs> am I wrong? Am I mischaracterizing your, your thoughts here? Your overall points? Well, that's pretty much all of education, though. I mean, sure. we, we are going to use sentence diagramming. We're going to use parts of speech, most of us in our everyday lives. But I know that, that studying those things with my kids and getting more into grammar with my kids helps me actually be able to interpret scripture better because I know, well, oh, that's the direct object that goes with that verb. I misread that for years, you know, now and I understand. And, you know, so it, it it's surprising where things get applied that you wouldn't think they apply. But since, and, and this is, I think, Here we go. God invented everything. Throw, and so everything the, connects. The Jesus everything junk connects. answer to make it us all, all feel There's guilty. Math goes with that goes with literature. It goes bring with it on, KY. Bring it on. Tell him how it is. I mean, Tell him. I mean, also, why do I need to have, remember why the, what the theme of some random book in high school English was and why I had to interpret it the way that the author was saying it? I mean, about learning you know how the number actually, if we didn't comprehend news articles and misinterpreted them, that's why. Yes. Yeah. We'll see all of that. Okay. You know how many people get a Facebook message from their friend and misinterpret it? Pretty much every other subject but math. Pretty much every other subject but math is you know widely open to interpretation, and so therefore I understand the need to still teach that kind of stuff. Math, on the other hand seems to only be getting worse in how it's being taught, given work? how I've been seeing oh, how my no. children are being okay. taught it. Can I weigh in? Can <laughs> no. I weigh in? This isn't your show. Yes. It's Mo's show. Mo can weigh in. <laughs> can I weigh in? We got flying pins. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. I am not a math person. I despise math so very much. Full disclosure, when Chris and I got married, I couldn't subtract. And I'm not lying. You couldn't subtract? Big numbers? No, I couldn't subtract. <laughs> and that lets you know, because I just said the word big numbers. <laughs> I couldn't numbers subtract. Numbers with the it two was, numbers yeah. that are squished? Anything more than one number, I couldn't subtract it. <laughs> so here's the thing. But words and reading and English, history, Talking that's my good. thing. That. Would you shut up and let me speak? 
So here's the you thing. Talk good. I for years, years felt stupid and inferior because math just did not click for me. It did not make sense. And I think with a lot of teachers where a lot of math teachers specifically kind of fall short is to them, math just makes sense. And so they teach it because it just makes sense. And when you have a student who doesn't understand, it doesn't compute, it doesn't process the same way, you've got a teacher that's like, why aren't you understanding it? Why aren't you getting it? This is the way it is. A plus B equals C, just end of discussion. No, there is further explanation to get other-minded people to understand, you know what, why these two numbers equal this number does make sense. It can process, it can compute. So common core math is how I do math. It makes perfect sense to me. And so hearing all the people like, why do we have to reinvent math? Why do, what? one plus math one equals math two, math. exactly. But that's not the case. And you're losing so many students and so many people who could be math people because you're not allowing their brain to think past just the standard. Okay. I can see that point. But the same thing applies for kids that cannot learn it that way, uh-huh. but can learn it the normal way. We're not right. teaching it both ways. No, you. We, we taught are. it one way for what? Not in my kids' class. We're I promise. sure not. I promise they are. <laughs> I promise they are. Their homework, and which, by the way, they shouldn't be having homework. It's supposed to be whatever mm-hmm. they don't finish at school. They have to do at home. But anything that I agree, there's no yep. reason for homework at this That's point. Not the debate. They do. Okay, well, it can be. Um, There's no reason for homework at this point. They do homework eight hours at school. So I agree. Anyway, well, um, (laughs) it's math related. The um, the other thing that hasn't really been brought up as far as math is like when you say math, who defines that? Like, do you say nobody needs algebra or nobody needs geometry? And then you start saying, well, who doesn't need upper math? And I know like socioeconomic and racial boundaries are really like a lot of people get pigeonholed early as far as like, well, you're never going to need that. So don't bother trying. Yeah. Whereas get exposed to those upper level. You're cutting out. KY. You know, STEM subjects and, and their brains open and they discover this new thing. And oh, sorry. So anyway, I was just going to say, you know, if everybody's exposed to a little bit, then they can they can grab on and go. But if you cut it off for certain people or cut it off in a certain place, then there's whole generations of, you know, future engineers or other people, you know, that would be lost. Right. I agree. One hundred percent wholeheartedly. I think the way that math is done in high school honestly should be done earlier on. You know, you are selected for classes depending on your, I can't even think of the word, your performance, so to speak. If you are a math person, you're going to take those higher level math classes. You're going to take calculus. And um, Meg said that trig was the highest that she took. And I mean, algebra one was the highest I took and I barely passed that. So just saying, y'all. Again, I couldn't I'll subtract. AP calculus for the win. <laughs> you know, and Topher is a math person. My oldest is a math person. Chris is a math person. That is like probably the biggest encouragement that I can give. If you're not a math person, marry a math person. That's that's the best way that you're going to survive in life. You, you heard married, it here, folks. You married a math person. No, I'm better at math than she is. 
I'm great at math. Math. No, for real. <laughs> I'm fantastic at math. Her job requires her to be good at math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she's, she is a math person. Anyway, um, but I don't remember where I was going with that, so forget it. Mm. That And we're done. And we're done. I feel like the way that math in high school is done, <laughs> depending on your performance, you go higher in certain math classes. It should be done a lot earlier because then you're not going to have a whole group of kids who feel stupid and moronic because things just don't make sense to them. Uh, so your husband in the chat says military does not use math. That's why they have people sound off because they can't count. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He's in the military, so he can Where's the lie? He's not in the military anymore. Well, he twas. He was. He was. Twas. Was. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry that y'all don't know proper was. English, but. Was. There's a reason that word is not used anymore. <laughs> anymore. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you, everybody, for joining the Discord <laughs> argument. <laughs> Yep. I'm going to disconnect the call, though. I'm just going to drop a command. <laughs> Poor Oriel, that is the least we've ever heard him. Bye, Oriel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gracious. That was good. Y'all y'all were all very... Um, hey, do you see what Stream Elements is saying? What is... Yeah. <laughs> m uh, Lark made a command for your name, apparently. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, y'all had pretty decent arguments. Like, well thought out, like we told you ahead of time, and we didn't, so... I feel like that's Hillary, really though. Good. Hillary is always well thought H out. I, yes, I believe Hillary would answer any question, no matter how ridiculous or serious, with that intensity yeah. and research backing it all up. <laughs> or, no, that was payback <laughs> for Tuesday. Just saying. <laughs> I felt ganged up on to Oriole uh, many times, but uh, even though I was mostly playing devil's ad advocate here because nobody seemed to be on the no math side. So. You're about to really feel ganged up on. Can I tell you <laughs> something right now that's really bothering me? What? You got a gray hair in your beard. Ooh, I got plenty. I try and pluck them out. But... It's like right there looking right at me. <laughs> <laughs> It's all I can see, just one giant gray hair. It really is. Well, stop looking at me. Jeez. You want me to point out your flaws? You point ready? Them out. <laughs> Got point a list. Out. With Let's the go. list out here. Let's go. Actually, Let's go. this is a, a addiction mental health resources packet. Not for me. I was a leader of Celebrate Recovery. <clears throat> all right. Well, that got awkward. Let's take a break right here when we come back. Uh, nope, that's the wrong call out. When but, we come uh, back, food. we got junk food. Junk food, guys. Stick around. Dang it. <laughs> Positive, encouraging. When Matt and I started this radio gig, our main objective was to bring less mainstream Christian music to the Christian listener who might be dealing with real-life hurts and needed to face them through real, authentic worship. Positive and encouraging could be found aplenty, but authenticity within the Christian community was rare, seemingly unrealistic and unattainable. Hopeful that humor and honesty could bring healing and hope, we dove in headfirst. I have to be truthful, though, and say sometimes my purposeful authenticity came paired with cynicism and grouchiness. In an effort to not be watered down, I had become dry and crabby. 
While taking an inventory of myself recently, I was hit with this realization. My once bubbly, over-optimistic approach toward life had fizzled away. I'm sure some of it could be attributed to 2020 and other life circumstances, but a large chunk of it came at my own doing. My desire to be more authentic left me feeling less hopeful. Imagine that. Even after I removed all of my live, laugh, love signs and replaced them with the less popular words of Philippians, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. And even knowing how damaging our words and thoughts can be as reminded in James chapter 3, I still found myself mixed up in a mindset leaning towards negativity. But truly, should I expect much less from my own fruit when what I'm bearing, albeit authentic, is not a whole lot of good, not a whole lot praiseworthy. My dad used to tell me whether you think you're good or you think you're bad, whatever you think you are, you're it. What a confusing life lesson until it hits you. As we walk through this life as a fellowship of believers and as a light to the dark and dying world, let's not only focus on the importance of being authentic, but also on the joy it is to walk in peace through all of life's circumstances, knowing who our Savior is. Let's steer our ships towards light and hope without being swayed by the winds of reality that try to throw us off course, being a beacon to others as they too maneuver through the waters, even if we do get labeled positive and encouraging. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And we've changed some things up for this new season, including what we record live on Twitch. Each week we record our shows on usually the Friday or Saturday before with our friends. Follow us on twitch.tv slash LTN on air to be notified when we go live and join our Discord at backrowdiscord.com for after the show discussion and even opportunities to be on the show yourself, just like last segment where everybody was arguing about math. Uh-huh. Plus, our normal taste test will now only be available on our video platforms. Catch it live on Twitch or later in the week on YouTube at our YouTube at youtube.ltnonair.com or on our TikTok at the back row LTN. Were you forced to take reading? (laughs) (laughs) Words and writing and speaking, they're my thing. By the way, I'm catching up on TikTok finally. I got voice pools, so I had fun. I got videos going out. People are having fun. It's a good time. We're catching up. At least one a day. We could totally rap like that. I thought we had this discussion earlier. (laughs) That's what a censored rap song sounds like. And obviously, you couldn't even make it through the first verse. So. You might be old if when you laugh, <laughs> your you esophagus sh- shuts up. Right. Shuts up. <laughs> um, so it's your segment. Before we go any further, it's time for most fact of the day. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say that earlier. Salami comes from the Italian. <laughs> I thought you were calling me salami. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say that earlier. Salami. Thanks. <laughs> Good nickname for you. Salami. Why? Because I'm a fatty meat. (laughs) That's exactly why. That's exactly why. And your gray haired beard makes you look 
peppered. I'm, <laughs> that was pretty good. I'm pretty sure you, you can legally have one human hair in a salami without. Ew. You can still sell it that way. <laughs> oh Random gosh. fact time about salami. Let's go. Hold on. I can't think about hair <laughs> in food. I'm holding back a puke. <laughs> I'll read your facts. Salami. <laughs> Let me see if you can read that or not. Salami comes from the Italian word salari, meaning to make something salty. Mm -hmm. mm. Salari. Salari. I said it right, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the E is more of an A sound. Not salare. a... Uh -huh, salare. 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 Uh -huh. uh, salare sound. Not a. <laughs> a. Now it is time. To come clean and admit that we're major junk food nerds, and every week we like to showcase and talk about junk food that has recently been announced or even spotted in stores or on menus. That's right, and today we're going to kick it off with Nestle Toll House PB&J Cookies. Hey, this sounds amazing. Peanut butter cookie dough with strawberry flavored pieces that get all melted on in there. Uh-huh. Do they mm -hmm. have the no bake option? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's Nestle. I don't think they do. That. Oh, you're Nestle right. has like little poppable cookie dough bites, but I don't think they do the either bake I like Pillsbury does. Pillsbury. <laughs> Starburst Air Gummies with a soft and squishy texture. It stores this fall. These will be available in the original and tropical mixes. Original, of course, lemon, orange, cherry, and strawberry. Tropical has sour kiwi strawberry, pineapple, passion fruit. And mango. Hmm. You remember that uh, cinna dust, the cinnamon toast crunch cinna dust that we focused on a few couple months ago? Now it's basically the we cinnamon. We didn't taste test it. We didn't right? taste it, but we talked about it okay, probably yeah. a couple weeks. Yeah, well, yeah. they're they're doing the same thing with Twix. Twix shakers seasoning blend for ice cream, cookies, milkshakes, stuff like that. But it's just like little cookie bits, caramel bits. I guess I don't know caramel flavored. Okay. Caramel flavored sand. I have no idea how they're doing that. And uh, a little chocolate powder, cocoa powder, I guess. I mean. Make it taste like a Twix? Sure. And speaking of Twix, Twix salted caramel hits stores this month. It's essentially a normal Twix with the salt. With salt on top? And with a little bit of salt in the caramel, I'm assuming. Um, oh, would it be in the caramel or would it be on. Like, it didn't. It, the package didn't appear to have salt on top of the Twix, so I'm uh, pretty sure it's in the caramel. Okay. Um. I've never shared. Twix is like my favorite candy bar. Oh, me too. Me too. But only when they're like fresh, like new, like soft, like the caramel squishy. No. Most of the time they're dense and hard and you really have to like break your teeth to eat them. So I, I literally check my Twix like they're fruit that I'm you checking for ripeness. You literally check yourself <laughs> before check, you wreck yourself? I, I squeeze Twixes. You check yourself before you wreck yourself? <laughs> I squeeze the Twixes to see if there's any give. And if Ew. there's give, I buy the one that I squeeze. So you're the reason that I buy Twixes <laughs> that are smushed. Maybe. Because if they're not, if they don't smush, How they ain't good. How <laughs> Um. Okay, so I eat my Twix. <sighs> very oddly 
Okay. Oh, do you eat them in separate layers? Yeah. You are a nut bar. Uh-huh. Someone should call you a payday because you're a nut bar. <clears throat> Actually, it's Almond Joy because I That's feel an like a nut. Bar. That's mostly a coconut bar. Ooh. But you are coconuts, too. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I eat it in layers. It's delicious that, that way. You are The, the chocolate with the caramel first, always. Wacky. And then the nougat cookie. It's not nougat. The it's cookie. Just that's cookie. why I said. That's why you said I, nougat cookie. And then the cookie <laughs> chocolate part. It's like two candy bars in one. You get chocolate covered caramel and a chocolate covered cookie. It's delicious. Chocolate covered cookie is not a candy bar in any sense of the word. It's a cookie at that point. You're just eating a cookie. And technically a candy bar because I guess there is Milky Way caramel that's just chocolate and caramel. So that part could be considered a candy mm -hmm. bar. <laughs> Wiener Schnitzel is launching new. This is this is this is the weirdest thing so far that I've heard from Wiener Schnitzel. Barbecue brisket fries. I'm all about it. Fries. Why is it weird? It's just weird because that's not anything that Wiener Schnitzel's. Not. I worked at Wiener Schnitzel for like five years. Brisket has never been a part of the any version of this German-inspired menu that we well, got going on. Have you been recently? Yeah, all the time. Okay, because they do like the <laughs> Texas dog now. Yeah, and they do, but they, they've done those kind of wacky versions of dogs from all across the country or the world. But so I but think that that's why they're having the barbecue brisket fries. It's possible, they, but they, there's no mention of any kind of barbecue brisket hot dog. It's just barbecue brisket fries, fries topped with smoky shredded brisket, barbecue sauce, cheese sauce, and grilled onions. But normally when they do that kind of stuff, it's like we have like pastrami. Like they did pastrami, I think like the first, the last year I was working for the first time ever. They're like, we got the pastrami dog and the pastrami burger and the pastrami fries. Yeah, but that's also still German. But this is, well, I guess technically, yeah. But still, this is just barbecue brisket fries out of nowhere. And that's kind of weird to me. Mm. I'm not I saying think, it won't be good. I think, well, I mean, because they have the junk house dog, which has fries and chili on it. So, Which I, I'm going to say right now, they totally ripped off our hometown. Because our hometown, for years before that, had what was known as the Haley Special. The guy, uh, who, owns yes, it, the guy right. who owns it here, his name is Jim Haley. And it was just a hot dog bun with chili cheese fries on the hot dog bun. Yep. And then they're and like, we're going to take his that. Daughter. We're going to take that in and we're going to slip a hot dog in it and call it the junkyard dog and say it was our idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, babe, if you're still listening, I really kind of want to still now. Del Taco is avoiding pumpkin spice this year and instead opting for seasonal caramel beverages for its I menu. I am all about it. Caramel apple shake, caramel dulce de leche shake. And caramel iced coffee. Yes, please. That really Thank good. you. Real good. Mm -hmm. Hey, did you know that Dulce is a common name, like a common Hispanic name for a girl? Dulce? Uh-huh. I had no Never idea. Never once. No idea. We, we have live in New three, Mexico. We have three Dulces in our school. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And you always know a white person because they're always like, how do you say your name? Dol hey, Dolce. Dolce. <laughs> Dolce. Dol Dolce. All right. Sonic has got a new grilled cheese cheese burger. Melted American cheese on buttery Texas toast. Adds a grilled beef patty, mustard, ketchup, and diced onions. I don't understand why there's not bacon on it, too. But anyway, 
Yeah, it sounds good to me. One of the best burgers I've ever had in my life, and I've had it multiple times until they took it off the menu, was Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's grilled cheese bacon burger. It was two beef patties to their normal beef patties, bacon, like eight slices of cheese, four on top, four on bottom, on That's a grilled a buttered cheese. sourdough bun. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was good. It was heaven in a wrapper. Okay. It was delightful. <laughs> I don't think Sonics is going to be that good. That would be my rapper name. But I don't like Sonic, so. Heaven. Wendy's has got their new big bacon cheddar cheeseburger. Features a grilled beef patty topped with applewood smoked bacon, a new slightly sweet bacon sauce, crispy fried onions, American cheese, and a new creamy tangy cheddar cheese spread served on a toasted cheddar bun that basically has baked on waterfall of cheddar on top of it. The new cheddar cheese spread for the burger is inspired by pimento cheese, which takes me right out of it. <laughs> yep. That's another that's another southern thing that Pimento. It just I should have like bought my own casket for not liking <laughs> pimento cheese. It's disgusting. Uh, all right, back to Del Taco. Del Taco's coming out or has come out now with stuffed quesadilla tacos. Grilled chicken taco, crispy chicken taco, carne asada taco. But the shells are two soft tortillas with melted cheese and their queso sauce in between the shells. And so they basically make you a little small quesadilla, and then they use that for a taco. Okay. Get it? Thank you. Get it? Yeah. Thank you. And I'm all about that life. I appreciate you breaking things down for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was not following. Long John Silver's fried lobster bites are back, and if my memory serves me correctly, it's been over a decade since they've had them. I don't know that I really trust Long John Silver's lobster. Hey, they've been around for so long. If they weren't trustworthy, they'd be shut down by now. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever had Captain D's? No. Oh, Captain Because there D's. was only one in Albuquerque, and it looked like a murder scene from the outside, so I've never gone in and had it. That's fair. Most of Albuquerque <laughs> does look like a murder scene from the outside. <laughs> oh, it's sad because it's true. Uh, Goldfish has come out with a jalapeno popper flavor for a limited time. Okay. I mean, why not? Uh, Lean Cuisine has a new oven fried chicken with mashed potatoes bowl. Now, tell me if this ingredient list sounds familiar. Fried chicken nuggets, mashed potatoes, corn, and brown gravy. Does that sound familiar to you? Uh, yeah. It's the KFC Famous Bowl. Exactly. It's a Lean Cuisine version of the KFC Famous Bowl without the cheese. okay with it. I can put my own cheese on it. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, it could be good. Yeah. Could be good. Yeah. Monster Cereals come out with trick-or-treat packs this year, like little packs of their cereal that you can give out. Hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Count Chocula, Boo Berry, and Frankenberry. I like that idea. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. And lastly, Lay's Cheddar Bacon Mac and Cheese Chips are back on sale. On shelves. I'm back on sales? Uh, sales. I said selves. <laughs> shelves. Uh, cheddar, bacon, mac and cheese. Uh-huh. Have you had them? I believe I tried them the last time around and I liked them. I don't. I don't think I tried them. But, but I have never delicious. liked a special Lay's flavor more than that. Pizzeria flavor that you and I tried one of the that earlier taste tests. That they actually nailed the pizza. It was te- so the pizza taste. So dang good. Oh, it was yeah, it was delicious. 
so dang. They need to bring we that back. We thought for sure it was going to be like the Pringles pizza. Right. All like, those fake pizza yeah. flavors. The, pe- no, the pizza was... combos. All the ugh. Mm-hmm. Terrible. No. This Delicious. was. <sighs> like, <sighs> get out of town. all right let's take another quick break when we come back there are three types of forgiveness surely one can work for your situation stick around i'm radio matt and this is reviews of the nerds If you've been the parent of a toddler in the last decade or so, then you'll know there are three main streaming kings of addictive TV for young ones. The insufferable Blippi, the mind-numbing Ryan's World, and Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol is one of the biggest franchises, especially when it comes to clothes and toys. The premise is simple enough. A boy and his six uniquely skilled dogs save the folks of Adventure Bay from small crises. Somehow, Ryder, a boy of maybe at the most 10 years old, can afford a giant tower headquarters with all kinds of futuristic gadgets and several special vehicles for the pups, who each have their own focus. For instance, Chase is a police dog, Marshall's a fire dog, Rubble is a construction dog. You get the idea. The show has been going on for so long that they've had to invent ways to switch things up, first by adding new occasional teammates based on location, then by adding new skills and powers, even superpowers at one point. It's all jump-the-shark material, but kids eat it up. And then I saw it. My wife and I were at the theater to see Black Widow, and there on the wall was a giant poster for Paw Patrol the movie, and I knew my boys would give anything to watch it. And since it was released on Paramount Plus at the same time, we went ahead and paid for a month of that service to get it, saving us a ton of money to not see it in theaters. We have, as of this recording, watched it seven times. The movie itself looks great. They take already established characters and build on them, adding to their backstory and diving deeper into who they are and why, more so than they can or would even want to in the 11-minute episodes on TV. The movie brings us to Adventure City, where a pup named Liberty lives and where show villain Mayor Humdinger has managed to cheat his way into becoming the mayor there. The pups are begged to come save the town. We learn that Chase once lived there but was abandoned. He had a lot of fear and anxiety about going back but eventually does because he's a hero and he must. The movie largely then follows his story and struggle. We see emotions that we've never seen in any of these characters, some even very compelling. The movie is both about saving Adventure City and saving Chase. I was surprised by how good of a movie it actually was. As a parent, I appreciate that this movie was still made with little kids as the main focus. There were no dirty jokes snuck in for the parents, no super scary or overly intense scenes to rattle the younger viewers, and the main story focused around established heroes and villains, with new characters having important roles, but they didn't take away from the main cast. As the movie goes, this ain't no Citizen Kane, but if I'm judging from a parent's point of view, this movie teaches kids the importance of facing your fears, understanding that failure is a part of life, and sharing your burdens with others to lighten the load and work towards healing. In that regard, Paw Patrol is on a roll. I give this movie 10 out of 10 pepperoni chews. That's the review, and remember, no dog is too big, no pup is too small. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Do it, and we'll love you forever. Now we're going to talk about the three different types of forgiveness that could help aid in your quest to be unburdened. So this is actually part of, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's not really a sermon, kind of, but it's by a pastor and it's kind of just like a, almost a report. Like a, maybe it's a study. Maybe a I don't really understand what it is, but <laughs> other than it's interesting. Okay. Uh, so it starts off with first, uh, the pastor, Pastor Timothy Nutt. Uh, and this is First John 1, 8 and 9. It says, if we ha- if uh, we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves and the truth's not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And uh, he goes on to say, anyone who's familiar with Italian operas or plays the plays of Shakespeare knows the terrible price paid for grudges, vendettas, and revenge. Under the sway of these emotions, painful incidents linger in the mind, zapping our ability to find peace and happiness. The 18th century English poet Alexander Pope gave us the antidote to err is human, to forgive divine. But finding a way to forgive without giving up our principles is often no easy task. So he says the objective of this writing is to define what forgiveness is and how to implement it. Uh, And he says, I'll be speaking about forgiveness where it is most often needed, everyday personal life, with family members, with friends, with coworkers, and with business associates. One of the challenges of understanding the process of forgiveness is because the word forgiveness is inadequate to explain a very complex concept. Forgiveness actually embodies three different things, each of which applies to a different situation and provides different results. He says the three types of forgiveness are exoneration, forbearance, and release. So first let's talk about exoneration. Exoneration is closest to the way we usually think of what forgiveness is. It's wiping the slate clean, restoring a relationship to the full state of innocence that we had before the harmful incident took place. Um, like when you rely uh, that the harmful action was a genuine accident for which no fault can be assigned. Mm-hmm. You know, someone accidentally hurt our feelings, accidentally uh, did something to offend us that, you know, they had no idea would offend us. Right. But we took personally that kind of thing. Uh, it also could mean situations where the offender is a child or someone else who had some other reason, uh, for some other reason did not understand that the hurt they were inflicting, uh, would affect you. Okay. You know, and then uh, another possibility is that it takes place with a person who hurts you is truly sorry and takes full responsibility without excuses for what they did. Mm. They ask for forgiveness and give you confidence that they will not knowingly repeat the action in the future. And in such situations, it's, it's essential to accept their apology and offer them the complete forgiveness of exoneration. You'll feel better, and so will the person who hurt you. In fact, to not offer forgiveness in those circumstances would be harmful to your own well-being, like we talked about in the last segment. It might even suggest that there's something more wrong with you than with the person who caused your pain, which is a whole other road to go down, which we will probably touch on a little bit in the next segment. Mm -hmm. The second type of forgiveness is forbearance. So here things are a little bit more complicated. Forbearance applies when the offender makes a kind of half apology. Okay. Or mingles their apology. With with, an excuse. With an excuse or even 
putting part of the blame on you. An apology is offered, but it's just not, it's not what you hope for, and it might not be authentic. It's just like, all right, if we got to get past this, if I have to say I'm sorry to get past this, then I'm sorry. Yeah. Or I'm sorry you got offended. Yeah. One of those half apologies, mm -hmm. you know? While you should always reflect if there was a provocation on your part, even if you bear no responsibility, you should exercise forbearance. But we need to cease dwelling on the particular offense and do away with grudges and fantasies of revenge, but retain a degree of watchfulness. Uh, so this is similar to what we call um, trust but verify. Yeah. Or forgive but not forget. Uh-huh. So by using forbearance, you are able to maintain ties to people who, while far from perfect, are still important to you. So people that, this is often like family members. This okay. really often applies to family members who you do love. They are a part of your family. You want a relationship with them, but you don't really feel like you can trust them, you know, with 100% of you. <laughs> you know, you can't go all in with these family members yeah. or these friends that are up you know, maybe you've been friends with forever, but as you've grown up, y'all have grown kind of in different directions and you don't want to lose the relationship. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to pour your entire being into them anymore. Right. You you're know. still going to have them in your life. You're just going to set boundaries. Right. Uh, so that's, that's a useful tool. It can still be forgiveness, but like you said, it's it's forgiveness that sets up boundaries moving mm -hmm. forward. But that still allows you to forgive them and move on and not hold a grudge. Mm -hmm. uh, which genuinely is where I'm at with both of my brothers <laughs> and have been for a long time. Okay. Uh, they, they have continually done things that I deem absolutely awful. Uh, but they don't really see any problem with it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay. And they probably never will. Right. I, I don't have to have a close relationship with you, but mm -hmm. I'm here if you're in an emergency or if you need me, that kind of thing. That's, yeah. that's kind of the situation we're in, which is a bummer thing to say, quite honestly. I would love to have the relationship like my wife has with her siblings, but no, nah. <laughs> not yeah. going to happen. <clears throat> I, I am there with my dad, mm. so yeah. But at the same time, is it a bummer thing to say? Yes, but it would be an even bummer thing to say if we were still allowing ourselves to be burdened mm. on a regular basis with the pain yeah. that we were put through prior to those boundaries being set. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's not ideal, but it is a good second place <laughs> yeah. uh, procedure. All right. Sure. And the third type of forgiveness is called release. Now release, uh, does not exonerate the offender, nor does it require forbearance. It does not even demand that you continue a relationship, uh, with this person. It does ask that you, inst that instead of continuing to define your life in terms of the hurt done, you release your bad feelings and your preoccupation with the negative things that happened to you. So release does something that is critically important. It allows you to let go of the burden uh, of the silent tax that is weighing you down and is eating away your chance at happiness. Mm -hmm. If you do not release the pain and anger and move past dwelling on old hurts and betrayals, no matter how bad they are or how awful the things that happen to you, you will always be allowing the ones who have hurt you to live. Again, this is the t a term you're going to hear in all three segments, rent-free in your mind. Yeah. Reliving forever the persecution of the original incident started. Mm -hmm. uh, 
whether you get there through your own efforts, counseling, religion, or some other method, release liberates you from the tyranny of living in the traumatic past, even when the other forms exoneration uh, and forbearance are not possible. So essentially, this is not going to some, well, in most cases, I would say you're not actually going face to face with this person that hurt you. In some cases, the person might have died in the case of like an abusive parent that passed away many years ago. Yeah. You know, you can't make a direct amends with that person, but you can release it. You can forgive them, you know, into the universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Set that forgiveness free like a dove. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Just put it, put it out there that I'm not going to hold on to this anymore. I'm mm -hmm. not going to let my life be defined by this moment, this one moment in time or these few moments in time anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, like we talked about in the last segment, that's going to immediately make you lighter. <laughs> Uh, but it'll probably be a long process too. Like I've, I've never been abused. I've never been in a situation where I have been, uh, hurt, uh, to an abusive level physically or, uh, emotionally or verbally or anything like that. So I can't be 100% honest that I know what that feels like or how easy or hard that would be one way or the other. But one thing I can say is I know that it's possible. Because I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. um, being in leadership with Celebrate Recovery, we've seen quite a few people who have had those kind of pasts and have been able to work through them and let them go. That's typically what we call step Satan nine. <laughs> but before we get into anything recovery related in the next uh, segment, <laughs> I want you to know your steps eight and nine all kind of drug together. And so it sounded like you said, that's what we call step Satan nine. Step Satan nine. It's, it's early and it's hard to talk. Took me a minute. I was like, step <laughs> Satan nine. What? So, oh, okay. Got it. So what do you think about these three terms of forgiveness? I, I mean, I always knew that these three existed. I just never put names to them yeah. before I read this. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting. Exonerate, release. What and was the third one? Forbearance. Which is essentially wiping the slate clean. Right. Which... I have always said, and I actually, you know, the five love languages, right? Yeah. Well, Gary Chapman also wrote a book called The Five Languages of Apology. Oh. And it kind of talks about how we, everyone gives an apology and receives an apology differently. Hmm. Which it makes a whole lot of sense. For a lot of people, there is not a... Um, an option of giving an apology without giving an excuse, if mm. you will. And for me, that drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely. <laughs> when somebody has an excuse? Absolutely insane. Yeah. Because, um, and reading through that book really, th it was very instrumental for me in my early adult years because a lot of my in-laws, that was how they give apology. I'm sorry that I did this. Let me explain to you why. Let me explain why I did this. And their reasoning is, let, let me allow you to see the full situation. Yeah. I'm not just doing this to hurt you. I'm not just doing this to be mean or, you know, malicious in some way. There is a reason. But for me, the way that I receive an apology is you say, I'm sorry, and that's it. You don't say anything else along with I'm sorry. Otherwise, you're 
to me just giving an excuse hmm. for why you did what you did. Does that make sense? Yeah. All I'm you trying have to think to, about what I do. All you have to <laughs> say to me is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You acknowledge that you did something wrong. You don't even have to go into detail about it. I don't even really want to know. Because mostly that'll just make me even more emotional and make me cry. So, <laughs> How do you apologize? By simply saying I'm just sorry. Just that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same way that you want to receive it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And I will say I'm sorry repeatedly. And I will say I'm sorry with the different inflection depending on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like that? Mm-hmm. Essentially. <laughs> Because then that just sounds Would like you forgive me? Not like that, no. <laughs> I, so typically, when I am aware that I have done something to offend someone, my first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to go to them and say, listen, I'm so sorry. And they and just leave it at that? Kind of look at me and do the head nod just like that. And I allow them to open up the conversation. Tell me how I hurt you. Hmm. Yeah, that's not a bad way to take it, I think. At that point, I because it's easier to forgive someone who is willing to accept that what they did was hurtful. You essentially want someone to come into an apology with a almost defeated spirit. Not yeah. in a bad I'm not saying that in yeah. a bad way, but just like a I screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like a frump over. Yikes. Yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Forget me. And so when you come to me in that way, when you come and you say, I am so sorry, my response is going to be, it's okay. I really don't harp on a whole lot as, unless it was something big. Mm-hmm. You know, I typically don't harp on the little things. Yeah. The things that could be here or there, whatever. You know, I don't tend to harp on them. And I really... The little things, I forgive and forget pretty easily. I think that's because I grew up with a lot of siblings, <laughs> specifically a lot of brothers. And I kind of had to do that. <laughs> In order to just live my life. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Otherwise, I'd be mad all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I'd just be miserable. So I had to learn, you know what? It's all right. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it was a horrible situation, but... Let's move on. I think it's important also to realize that, at least in the case of the first two, exoneration and forbearance, or no, I'm sorry, forbearance is the one where it's trust but verify, exoneration yeah. is the wipe your site clean. Mm-hmm. I said that backwards earlier. Yeah. Um, that forbearance can become exoneration over time. Yeah. Because sometimes a hurt is bad enough that even though you're willing to forgive them, it's going to take you a while to get to the point where you can fully trust them again. But that doesn't mean you won't get there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, when I think of that, I think of like situations in marriages, like when there's infidelity or right. things of that nature, but they want to work through it. Yeah. That will, if, if, you, if the spouse that was hurt is willing to stay on in the marriage, then that will have to start with maybe even maybe even release transitioning into forbearance mm-hmm. over time and then after much time has passed and trust is earned again into exoneration yeah absolutely these three things 
three different types of forgiveness, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I don't feel like have to be separate. There yeah. will be times where they will be, but in most cases I think of it'll forgiveness, be, it'll be determined based on the type of relationship. Right. Yeah. I think in most cases of forgiveness, mm-hmm. it is kind of a step by step process. Yeah, especially you know? with close people. Well, yeah, and I think you know, in terms of your brothers and my dad, we both have said that you know we are at the place of release for them. Right? Did we say release? I said I was at forbearance with them. Okay. Where, look, we can, we'll be family and I'll be there if you need me, but I'm not going to let you watch my kid or anything. (laughs) That kind of stuff. Not going to trust you with the big stuff. Right. With the hopes for me personally, and my goodness, this boundary has been set in place since 2013, 2014 for me and my dad. So, what, seven years? Yeah, about Um, that. Yeah, still, I have a continued hope that eventually we can get to a healthy place, a good place where we can both be in each other's daily lives, regular lives, at least. Yeah. You don't want to rule it out. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the same time, it is going to take a lot for me to have the trust um, and not... Especially you said, I'm not going to let you watch my kids coming to a place when you are married and then you have kids having to realize that those relationships aren't just harming you, Yeah, you know, but that opens up a door to harm your kids or, or your marriage as well. You know, you setting those boundaries is so crucial mm-hmm. on so many levels. Um, it's okay to implement certain types of forgiveness. Yeah. It's a good thing to implement and, them. Yeah. And, and, and it's important to note that with forbearance, you know, when there's that trust but verify thing, the reason why it's important to make that distinction that it's still a type of forgiveness is because it is requiring you still to let go of past hurts. Like the fact that you're still struggling with the trust of that person does not mean that you're allowed to still ha- uh, have that hurt hang over their head. You're not allowed to still beat them over the head with the thing that you said that you've forgiven. Yeah. Uh, and so the, I, I feel like some people might hear this and think, okay, well, if you're not forgetting, then you're not apo- then you're not really forgiving, mm-hmm. because we tend to think of that in God's mindset. You know, when God forgives, He wipes that away. You know, wipes the sin away. And so it says as if it never happened, like He's choosing to forget it almost. Mm-hmm. And you know, as as with many things, I say, yeah, God, God can do a lot of things that we can't that do we can't because do. we're not righteous. Yeah, <laughs> and I I don't think that it's in most cases it's not easy to get to the point where you can forgive and forget and just wipe it away like it didn't happen. Yeah, especially when they're serious infractions. But that doesn't mean that you're allowed to even in your hurt, even if you're still struggling with having to forgive them on a daily basis, that doesn't mean you're allowed to hold that over their head. If you're making the choice to forgive, then you forgive. You don't bring it up. It might bring up in your mind, might pop up in your mind often, but you you need to, uh, it's, it's a, it's a chore, but it's a commitment that you make to choose to not react to the thing that you've said you've forgiven. Yeah. And, uh, that does open the door for healing. That that gives you the opportunity to 
give them the opportunity <laughs> to earn the trust. So I have said, and honestly, I still, even after hearing this and talking through it, I still lean on the side of forgive and forget. Forgive, but not forget is not forgiveness. I do, in my own mind, sure, lean on that side. Because what I'm going to say is, and it's going to be hard, I'm going to, I know I'm going to butcher my thoughts into <laughs> a thousand really stupid, not puzzle piece together <laughs> words. Um, but I think, okay, when you forgive and you forget, truthfully, I'm not saying that you walk back into that situation and put yourself back in harm's way. You forgive, you forget, and you redefine. Whatever that relationship is, it needs to be redefined. You need to set your boundaries. You need to decide what exactly it was that hurt you. Are you going to, was that something personal? Did you take something wrong? Or was it malicious in some way? And so you need to figure out, you need to evaluate and figure out, okay, how are we going to redefine this relationship? What is it going to look like moving forward here on out? But without forgetting it, without truly letting go of it, then every time you see that person, it comes up. Yeah, I think that might just be a, 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 a almost a semantic issue of what you're defining forgetting as sure because i think most people think of the term forgive and forget and then if you were to say but that means you reset boundaries well that means okay well then saying, you didn't forget it then because right. you're you're now using that instance to reset boundaries so i think what you're saying is accurate in my opinion that's just not what that is generally meant by that term but i mean i know i know what you're saying <laughs> and i agree with it it's more like forgive and let it go is essentially what you're saying. Like, don't ever bring it up again. Remove it from your mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't allow it to take up yeah. space in yeah. your mind. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I, I, just, I, I don't know that it's even possible for us to actually genuinely forget that something happened. That I we do. were hurt. I do. Do you? Mm-hmm. I've... Don't tell me I've forgotten things because then you're remembering it. <laughs> well, what I have forgotten is the situation in its entirety. I okay. remember being hurt. I remember the... Well, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, well, But hold on. I remember okay. that there was a situation in where I was hurt. But if you were to ask me what hurt you, what was said, what was done, I can't remember. Okay. You know what I mean? I got you. And so I know in that way, like, I hate that I'm doing this, but a friend's <laughs> reference. <laughs> there is a, a friend's episode where Phoebe is holding a grudge against Ross and Ross is like, what did I do? Uh, and Phoebe's like, I don't know. I don't know, but you did something and I'm mad at you for it. <laughs> and so they play this game where... She says the first thing he asks her questions and they say the first thing that comes to their mind. Okay. I can't think of a question right now to 
express or show how it is. <laughs> how it play. Yeah. Your favorite color, yellow. Your favorite movie, this. Your favorite show, blah. You know, why are you mad at me? And then she says this really outlandish, crazy scenario that obviously was a dream. Mm. And so she had been mad at him holding a grudge against him because of something that she had dreamt. Something hmm. that hadn't even happened. Hmm. And that's Ross's whole thing. You've been mad at me because of a dream, you know? <laughs> and it's one of those situations where it's like, oh, okay, now I remember. <laughs> and I have had so many scenarios in my own life where I'm like, I know I'm mad at this person, but why? <laughs> what did they do? Exactly. And in that, in those situations, in those moments, I do have to go, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not even, if I can't remember exactly what it was that caused me pain. It obviously wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Sure. Yeah. You know, at that very moment, it might've seemed like a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, when I receive a text message screaming at me at that very moment, I may be like, you know what? You can find yourself another co-host. Forget this. I won't come. <laughs> But give it a week, and I probably won't even remember it. <laughs> not apologize. <laughs> I don't, if that's what you're getting at, Mo, no, you're not getting an apology. No, I don't need an apology. <laughs> you know, but I in mean, that way... You're right, though, because... I'm sorry, finish your sentence. Well, I was just going to say, in that way, for and it wasn't malicious on your part. It wasn't something intentional. But at that moment, my feelings were hurt. Mm-hmm. Silly as it may be, how many times do your feelings get hurt and it's silly when oh, you yeah. take a minute? Especially when you talk about text messages. Yeah. Because you can always read those wrong. Right. Anybody. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> forgiving without an apology, there's not an apology necess necessary. Dude, you're not getting one, Mo. Quit asking. Hush. Um, <laughs> but forgiving without an apology and again, give it a week depending on how the week goes, <laughs> maybe two. And I won't even, won't even remember, remember it. that it happened. You yeah. know? No. Yeah. I was just, I was just going to say, yeah. Like I remember in school, like I've been called names or, you know, push around or something. There's maybe two instances that I remember. Right. Barely. Yeah. Because yeah, at the time that was incredibly hurtful. Right. But it didn't really impact who I was. It didn't change my life. And yeah. Most of those people became friends. You know, th things change. People grow. People do change, despite the fact that everybody tries to tell you people never change. People oh change gosh. all the time. People all do time, nothing but day. change. Yeah. People don't stay the same. That's the absolute truth. That, there you go. <laughs> fact. Um, yeah. I mean, time, time does heal all wounds. That's a very specific thing that is 100% true. Uh, it also puts things into perspective as to what's important and what's not. And as you grow uh, in maturity, both, you know, physical and spiritual maturity, it also kind of sometimes takes a lot more to offend you. Yeah. Because you, uh, that's the other thing. And you know what? I'm going to save it. We're going to talk about okay. that for our <laughs> next segment. Sounds good. Now that we've laid out all of the why and the how, tomorrow we're going to talk about the who of forgiveness. But right now we're going to take one last break. Stick around.
Love Thy Nerd emphasize relational outreach. From huge convention halls to local game nights across the world, LTN wants to show the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. We are always developing resources and guides to help you grow nerd ministry in your area and expanding our reach as a ministry into all areas of nerd culture. Connect with us on social media at Love Thy Nerd and at LTN on air and join in. to the Backroom Morning Show, and things are winding down for the day. Now, before we go, we want to share some things that we love. I'm going to go first. Oh, fine. <laughs> I'm letting you in. I'm giving you the prime spot here. Okay. I want to uh, express my love for Elgato's Stream Decks. Again, this is not sponsored, uh, but I have purchased a little six-button one for the church here and a 15 button one for my home. And essentially what they are, if you've not heard of them before, is they allow you to do many things on your computer really quickly at the push of a button. Uh, sometimes multiple things at once. Like I have, I have a whole screen set up for Twitch when I Twitch at home uh, for our Among Us night. And one of my buttons will automatically open OBS, set the... Uh, the scene to the you know starting soon scene and go live for me all with just one push of the button that I don't even have to have any of the programs open for and then I can switch between cameras just at the push of a button I can put little reactions on there at the push of the button I can clear the chat at a push of a button in case of somebody coming in there screaming all kinds of curse words I can do a whole bunch of stuff really quickly really nicely also they're just very beautiful and very customizable uh, they're just dang nice. And at the church here, I have it set up to where I can use it to, uh, go through our easy worship, you know, all the, all the slides and all the music songs where all I have to do is just rest my hand on this thing and just hit forward, just two little buttons forward in the slides and then forward to the next thing. And I go through the whole service just like that. Instead of having to like move my mouse around, make sure uh, I'm on the right window and all these other things. It makes life a lot easier That's if you fair. do these kind of productions. Uh, a lot of people use them for like just normal computer tasks too, but I don't know if it's worth the price for that. But uh, it is for the other things. So if uh, especially if you're a, a streamer of some kind, you might want to check it out. Nice. Mo. What's your thing that you love? You ready? Yeah. Cheddar jalapeno Cheetos. <laughs> Such different things. Mm -hmm. We're always like that. But I just experienced these for the first time. Cheddar jalapeno Cheetos. Mm -hmm. Okay. I remember the box or the bag for these. Last week, just experienced them for the first time and was floored. They taste like a jalapeno popper. Really? Oh, it's so good. It is so good. I don't like jalapeno poppers. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. I know I'm but wrong. But they are so good. <laughs> I know They're this is not... one of those things that I'm totally wrong about. <laughs> I just can't get there. They weren't super spicy. They had a little bit of heat, but I can eat an entire bag without like feeling overwhelmed. Like I ate a bag of Flamin' Hot Funyuns. A couple days ago, and by the end of it, my mouth was on fire. I was done. <laughs> like, I was doing the whole... <laughs> to try and cool my mouth off, you know? <laughs> but with the jalapeno cheddar Cheetos, it's just a good, enjoyable heat. Mm, okay. Good, enjoyable, flavorful. 
terrible for you. <laughs> but there is like a certain level of heat that I do like. Mm -hmm. But it's got to be just that level and yeah. no more. Otherwise, I will not eat it. <laughs> like, um, oh, we tried those um, the Slim Jim Hog Wild Barbecue yes. pork rinds mm -hmm. that didn't say anything about having heat in them, but they were still slightly spicy. Mm -hmm. And like the more you ate, the spicier it kind of felt. But that was like about that heat level that I like. Like I could still eat my whole serving of that and not be overwhelmed with it. But it's still got that little bit of a kick. Right. Yeah. That's so... I might try them. You know, I don't I don't really like jalapenos themselves, but we tried those jalapeno and onion Pringles. Oh, yeah. And those were some of the best I've ever had. Yeah. So that might make me want to try them, especially if they're not too hot. So. Yep. They're not spicy at all, really. Okay. Just okay. good and flavorful. Okay. 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 <laughs> Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. Matthew 5, 23 through 24. So if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. And make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Just search for at the back row LTN and connect with us. We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will too. Mo, final thought. My ears hurt. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.